This is Minnesota Today for Friday, March 3rd. I'm NPR News reporter Hannah Yang. Here's a top story right now. Tens of thousands of Minnesotans are set to gain the right to vote following the signing of a new law. Governor Tim Wall signed a bill today that will let those convicted of a felony vote while they're on probation or parole. Dozens of people affected by the former restrictions stood with the governor as he voiced his support for the proposal. Taking away the right to vote from folks does nothing to improve safety in our communities. It does nothing to reduce recidivism rates. It does nothing to encouraging reintegration and the leadership that we know happens so many times from folks who bring their talents and their true selves back into our communities. Starting right away, election officials will begin raising awareness about the new law, and those who have served their jail or prison terms will be able to register to vote. The ransomware attack that has hampered after-school activities in the Minneapolis Public School District is part of a problem likely to affect other schools. Elizabeth Schockman reports. The Minneapolis District is calling the incident an encryption virus attack and says it has not paid a ransom. Ransomware attacks are growing in both frequency and severity. That's according to national cybersecurity expert Doug Levin. What I would say is that over the last you know, three years, uh, alone in the U.S., we have seen upwards of 175 ransomware incidents affecting school districts from coast to coast, from some of the largest school districts in the nation to much smaller and more rural school districts. Uh, I do think that these incidents are probably happening much more frequently than, than many people realize. The district is asking staff to forward any coercive emails and warning families, students, and employees to change their passwords and monitor their personal and financial accounts. I'm Elizabeth Shockman. The Minnesota House of Representatives last night advanced a proposal to spend an additional $200 million on programs to prevent homelessness with a focus on homeless youth. The extra funds would be used to expand emergency shelter services to Minnesotans ages 24 and younger. Bill author Representative Heather Keeler, a Moorhead Democrat, said existing programs need more funding to meet the demand for temporary housing. And the change that we are trying to make is an historic investment in preventing homelessness. We don't need to recreate wheels here. We've heard in testimony over and over and over that these things are working. They just need more support. So that is the change that we're doing here. Republicans in the chamber opposed the bill, saying the state should consider other policies that address long-term solutions to homelessness. The bill has not yet been taken up in a Senate committee. And here are some other stories we're watching. Some DFL lawmakers say Minnesota should join 10 other states and the District of Columbia in legalizing medically-assisted dying. Mark Zedeklik reports. What's called the Aid in Dying Bill would allow terminally ill adults in Minnesota to expedite the process of dying with the help of prescription medicine. This bill to me is about bodily autonomy and the freedom to make one's own personal medical decisions. That's DFL Representative Mike Freiberg, the lead author of the House bill. He says his proposal has several restrictions. They have to be 18 or older. They have to have a terminal condition, a terminal disease or condition that has a six-month prognosis or less. They have to be capable of making their own medical decisions, be capable of giving informed consent, and be acting of their own free will. Previous attempts to legalize medically-assisted dying in Minnesota have failed. Freiburg says now that Democrats control the legislature, the odds of it passing have improved. I'm Mark Sedeklik. 
residents of Two Harbors are again weighing a proposed housing development near its iconic lighthouse. Dan Crocker reports the new debate is taking place 20 years after a similar project was proposed. Two decades ago, a dispute over a proposed housing and retail project on Lighthouse Point led to a years-long court battle. Eventually, much of the point was preserved as a city park, but five acres were kept private. Now developers have pitched a new plan to build 26 townhomes on the parcel overlooking Lake Superior. At a city council meeting this week, several local residents spoke out against the plan, including Elliot Crompton. We need a much more comprehensive plan than putting in a bunch more high-income townhomes and obliterating an area that has been an important part of the lives of all of us who live in this area. Several city council members say they want to gather more information before deciding whether to allow the project to move forward. I'm Dan Crocker, Two Harbors. In sports, the Wild beat the Canucks in Vancouver last night 2-1. to one. The Wild have won seven of the last eight games. They play the Flames in Calgary tomorrow night. The Timberwolves face the Lakers tonight in Los Angeles. And here's a look at the weather. Tonight, it's mostly cloudy with lows 15 to 21. Going into Saturday, it's partly sunny with a chance of snow south. Highs in the mid-30s. Saturday night, it's partly cloudy with lows in the teens. Sunday, it's mostly cloudy and snow is likely in the north with rain likely in the south and highs in the 30s. And that's it for Minnesota Today. Thanks for listening. I'm Hannah Yang. Kathy Warzer will have an update next week. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe.